0: Hey, everyone, welcome back to Brown Girls Bloomin'. We're so excited that you are here. Today's topic is one that is very interesting. I think it's very interesting. (laughs) We are talking red flags today. So we're going to be talking about red flags within ourselves, red flags in relationships or potential relationships, and red flags in friendships. Friendships. When we were thinking about topics to discuss for today's podcast, we started thinking about what other podcasts are doing. We came across the podcast La Platica and This Latina Needs Therapy 2, which we highly recommend. Go follow them. Go listen to them. They are podcasts and shows by SoCal Latinx creatives that are incredible and funny as fuck and they have recently posted shows that are very similar to this one where they're talking about their own red flags or red flags in general Um, so we thought we'd keep up with the trend and what they're doing. Okay so we can
1: start off with talking about what a red flag is so for me I mean the typical I think about the emoji of course but a red flag would be like a, i guess a warning to kind of be alert about that there be there would be a potential problem.
0: Yeah, when your spidey senses are tingling, that's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk about our <laughs> our own red flags. Not us <laughs> calling ourselves out, bro. This is going to be a very vulnerable moment in my life. No seriously. <laughs> okay, so Melissa actually asked Jose about her red flags. I (laughs) do not have a significant other to ask, but I don't even want to (laughs) ask. I did not want to face the facts and the truth about my red flags, but I kind of have a general idea of what my red flags are. I would say one of my main red flags that I see within myself every single day is the fact that I'm really critical of people in general. And I think that's. The trauma speaking, (laughs) but also I think it's because I'm naturally a Virgo. So I'm going to (laughs) be me blaming it on my Zodiac (laughs) sign. I I think it's the same (laughs) for real. (laughs) Um, So I think it's just natural for me to be critical. But I also think that it has to do with my past lived experiences as well. That makes me really critical of the people I'm around because I'm always cautious about what they're doing and what they're saying um as I wrote here I was like I just want to start
1: with if you knew me in high school no you did not um (laughs) I'm fucking dead true though no but um I mean she was talking about being a Virgo I'm a Sagittarius so um I guess we kind of just like have good chemistry and all that and plus my husband's a Virgo too so so (laughs) but I guess for me um a red flag of myself. When I asked Jose, he said that I was, I'm very prideful. And I think that was very true in the beginning. Um, Mostly when I was still like dealing, I guess, with my trauma. And I wasn't mature as I am now. But I can very, very well see why he would say that because I was always kind of like in the I'm always right all the time, or I was very stubborn, and I just didn't want to accept, I guess, critique from anyone. If that makes sense, I guess I was walking around with a big head.
0: I agree with that too. I feel like that's very much how I was like growing up and in high school and in college, and even to this day. I mean, yeah, we'll have like our, I guess, prideful moments,
1: but I feel like now, I guess, I'm, I mean, obviously, way better. Um, Stance in my life, where it's okay not to be okay, like right all the time, sort of thing. Like Mm -hmm. it's okay to it. It's you're supposed to accept critique, and you know that's how you grow as a person. And I guess I just wasn't thinking like that when I was younger.
0: Yeah, I would say another red flag that I have is I run at the signs of red flags. Um, I. And I think it's because again, like, okay, when I say trauma, what I mean is um, the abusive relationship that my mom and my dad had, and how like she never, well, she did leave them, but she didn't leave them until like years down the line, like 20 years. And so I just always thought, like, bro, I'm not gonna let anybody treat me like that. And so now when it's like a slight inconvenience or like a sign of a red flag, I'm like, oh, bye. Instead of trying to work something out with someone, which is what we should do because that's healthy. Um, And so at the signs of red flags, I'm just like, bye. And I think that in itself is a red flag that I'm not willing to work things out with people. And I think like that is reflected in our first podcast recording (laughs) where I kind of just like ran at the sign of a red flag with Melissa and we didn't really try working things out. I was literally about to bring that up. (laughs) Oh, I'm not sure about to call me out. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I am still working on that to this day and definitely something that I want to continue working on. But yeah, what's another one of yours? Um
1: it kind of ties into the prideful, I guess, um, or stubborn, um, but basically like not trusting anyone kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. And I'm particularly relating this to being an older sister if y'all can relate like having to do a lot of stuff um by yourself or, or others kind of like I had to take care of not only myself but other people and mm. I never I felt like I never I was never taken care of if that makes sense and so now I have this I guess vibe or energy that I'm just um, no one has me like I got myself sort of way. And mm. I mean, that is can be problematic. It's been like an issue that I guess I can have in like friendships or relationships. But how we are talking about like trauma, that's something that I have to work on. Because of course, someone is always going to need help for something. Like you can't do everything by yourself.
0: Do you feel like that stopped you from accepting help when people were trying to help you in a way you felt like oh no I got this like don't worry about me type of thing yeah because
1: if I was accepting help I felt like this is like an example I guess so if we were um, partners on a project I would want to do everything by myself because at the time I wouldn't think that you're going to um
0: and the same 100% effort that I would no yeah for sure like trusting that person to pull their part
1: yeah exactly so then of course that brings in more stress to me because I'm here trying to do everything and obviously like you're in middle school like hell yeah if someone says oh I'm gonna do everything like you're not gonna argue with that person (laughs) so that's just like an example but that's like my issue yeah interesting still working on it (laughs) (laughs)
0: i mean i guess now
1: because i'm a mom like everyone hears that phrase like your village kind of helping you raise your family Mm -hmm. and for me you know i have two kids luckily i'm i have like jose's parents and my parents and the little family that we have to help us like whenever we need help and so i feel like i've very much i guess open to more accepting help but I'm still working on it, like the whole theme of it, you know.
0: Okay, what about one of your red flags? Or
1: do you have another one?
0: Um, yes. So I think another red flag that has to do with my zodiac sign <laughs> <laughs> is that I can be arrogant sometimes. Like when I know I'm good at something, like me siento como que me creo, you know? And I think that's like the oh, you Leo got a big in head me. too. Yeah, I have a big head. Um, and I literally, I literally have a big head too. Um, was, okay, so I was born August 22nd at 9.02 p.m. Should I even say that? Because people are about to Someone's go- Someone's going to read your birth chart right Somebody now. is going to go read my birth chart. But like, essentially, I was born at 9.02 p.m. The last day of the of Leo season- But like in some parts of the world, it was already Virgo, Virgo season. So I'm like Leo Virgo cusp. So I have a lot of traits within both zodiac signs. And I feel like this is one that is being arrogant. I feel like is one that applies to both because Virgos want to be right and are organized and are like have their shit together. And Leos se creen toda la cosa. And so I have the bad of both worlds. And so I feel like sometimes the arrogance can really affect the relationships that I have with other people because they really get to my head where I'm like, kind of like what you were saying too, like, I think I can do things better. And so I want to do it first or I want to do it instead of them because I know that the way that I'm doing it is better. But that's just in my head. It doesn't necessarily mean that the way that I'm doing it is better. It's just better for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think also like, This is something that I'm trying to, like, fight against because I, and as a teacher, is something that I'm, like, practicing every day. Like, obviously, like, my students are, if they're going to help me with something in the classroom, they're not going to do this, like, excellent job. And I need to be okay with that. And I think also... It's something that I'm trying to be patient with myself about, even when like starting this podcast, how like I want certain words to be centered. Remember, Melissa? Oh my gosh, I swear. <laughs> when I was trying to think of like the aesthetic for the
1: Instagram, I was making pictures to fit the whole aesthetic. And I swear she like literally her um her what what do you call it? Like her catchphrase of the day was, can you center this? Because <laughs> Literally all the pictures I had words, she wanted it centered. Like if you look at our Instagram, it says brown girls blooming, right? But that's centered on a plant because that's how we wanted it to look. But on the real picture, it looks like lower left, I guess, quadrant. And this girl was like, wait, why can't you send her it? And I was like, Oh my gosh, like <laughs>
0: she's she's just gonna
1: want everything centered.
0: <laughs> no, because I really do like little things like that bug me. And I guess that has nothing to do with the arrogance. But like just in general, like I want things in such a particular way, and that's the Virgo in me right there. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like I needed the word centered, or I was not gonna sleep in peace, like legit. And so yeah, and she so, literally I, went to sleep like at three a.m. that day. <laughs> Stop, <laughs> dude. And um, I just feel like I need to get over that. Like, bro, like things can come out, however they're gonna come out, and it's still gonna be good. And they don't need to be in this one particular way for it to be good, and so I'm like, that's a red flag for me, and I need to get over that. But yeah. So, what about relationships? So now we're getting into the juicy oh stuff. Gosh. So, for Bye. those of you that does, <laughs> leaves <laughs> leaves the call, um, for those of you that don't know, Jose is Melissa's husband. You want to talk a little bit about your relationship with him?
1: Oh yeah, I, I was kind of saying his name and people
0: were probably like wait who's jose yeah
1: um so jose is my husband we have two kids together um we were both in the militaries i guess it's kind of a a not traditional relationship because if you're in the military you just kind of know you're always moving a
0: lot basically they trying to get booed up and oh. <laughs> I'm just like, no, i just like there will like... be people
1: who got married at like 18 years Damn. old like literally straight out of high school and obviously like if you're in college like that's weird like you're in school but in the military community that's like so popular and pretty much the standard um i mean i got married i was 21 um we were both 21 or maybe he was 20 Obviously, that's, like, so young, you know, thinking about how we
0: are were Oh, so three. what I got from that is that you're a cougar.
1: I'm a what? A cougar. What is that?
0: <gasps> Girl, you're a cougar and you don't know it?
1: <laughs> oh, a cougar? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think you said cooler, like, the where you put drinks. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so we went to high school together. Um, and we ended up dating... What was it 26, 2016? I mean, our relationship itself is a whole nother episode, but girl, yes. Um, <laughs> so we've been together for a while now. and now he's 24. I'm 25. Um, two kids, I think I said that already.
0: But uh, I think life is pretty great right now. Oh cute. goals. <laughs> and then here I am, single as fuck. Never have been in like an adult relationship, but that's okay. I'm being patient. No, serious. When once my kids are older, one important
1: lesson that I want to make sure that they know is to not like look for love to let love look for you because that's what happened with me and Jose. I wasn't really lucky; it just kind of happened. It was like natural, you know. Yeah. lucky as bitch.
0: <laughs> I have to go <laughs> it's on. Okay, t- t- let me go be your wingman. Oh. <laughs> I'm literally on the dating app scene but that's a whole nother no episode. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a whole nother episode. <laughs> um, but what are some red flags that you've noticed within relationships that you're like mm, like something that might be like a turnoff or something that you feel like you need to actively work on with your partner and that can be in the past in past relationships or in your current one.
1: Um, I would say this is kind of general for me like if I'm well, obviously I'm I'm not on the market. But <laughs> if I was like dating someone, you know, um, I would say kind of not listening to you when you're speaking or kind of not fully engaged with you because if I'm like talking to you, I want your full attention. Um, not because I'm I'm like being the center of attention or anything, but because I genuinely just want to have a conversation. I want to make sure that you're understanding what I'm saying. And that way you're not distracted and then when I ask you something about what I was telling you about earlier you're not like wait what sort of thing because that would kind of like annoy me especially if I'm opening up to you about something deep or personal or like that really affects me and you didn't acknowledge that does that make sense
0: yeah I was actually gonna say like I have the same exact red flag but I, I don't know if it's stemmed in the same way but tell me if it is like I think that's a red flag for me because growing up, my dad, he would always fucking cut me off when I was speaking and growing up. Do you feel like that happened to you too? Yeah. Yeah. Like, bitch, shut the fuck up and listen to me. Like, I know I'm five (laughs) years old, but like, I think as a kid, those are moments that stay with us for the rest of our lives where if a male figure is ignoring what we're saying we feel like we don't have a voice or what we're saying or they're invalidating us and our opinions and our thoughts and so that's also a red flag that i have and i think it's like stemmed from the way that we grew up in this like machista household exactly i mean that's also a red flag kind of relating to i guess
1: negative talk about women of course we hate misogynists you know I can literally end the sentence like that. I hate it when men. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Period. So I just hate when guys um just talk bad about women like for no reason or try to make it a joke about anything women related, being whether they're successful or if they're um, by their looks or anything. All in all, I just hate when men talk bad about women.
0: What you said about I hate it when men and then like da, da, da. Da, da, da. we can literally make a whole episode on that oh that's true that would be so fun and that i think would that would be like to think of examples because i have literally i just don't and, have them in mind oh, right now you know i have a lot too and like that way it can be like a way of calling men out so that they can better understand the oh my god negative yeah the negative impact that they have on us on women in general and like they can reflect within themselves and be like, well, I kind of do those things. And, and not in a way of like, oh, let me attack all men, but like just unpacking our experiences with it's men in general. Facts. Yeah, I, me. <laughs> um, I think one red flag that I have. OK, so again, I've never been in like an adult relationship. I've, I was in relationships like in high school, but like that wasn't I don't think it was anything serious. Um, but in terms of adult relationships, at least with the people that I've like have talked to in the past, some of the red flags would be when someone is too needy for attention, I feel like I have a very busy life. And even if I'm not necessarily busy doing something, even if I'm just busy relaxing, that's my time to just relax because my job, is so demanding and takes up literally every fucking ounce of energy I have in the day. And sometimes I just want to sit in silence in my room and meditate or sit in silence and watch a show or just read. And I want a whole one or two hours to myself where I'm not texting anyone or calling anyone. And um, I've noticed that like when I'm talking to someone that's like really interested in me, they want all of my attention, which like, I get it, but that's also a red flag if they're not understanding that I need personal time to myself as well.
1: No, yeah, that makes sense. Do
0: Definitely. you feel like that? Do you feel like that? Like with, a like, being in a relationship and being a mom? Like, how do you find time for yourself? me um, still so trying to think about. about <laughs> you like. I mean, my kids for are super myself?
1: small. Yeah, I mean, my Diego is um almost three. My daughter is three months today. So, of course, oh, I hey. rarely have any quote unquote free time. But I feel like obviously because we're married, we we're not like texting like oh, why haven't you replied? You know, obviously that would be a red flag in itself um there's times I don't even like text him when I'm he's at work or vice versa you know and mm-hmm. it's just kind of you have that sense of trust and that healthy relationship where you don't need to be constantly texting every day every night you know especially if right. you're a busy person I guess what I'm trying to say is you don't need to be constantly talking in order for to know that they're not doing something that they're supposed to be doing does that make sense No, for sure. And I also
0: think like, someone that wants to text all day, every day is kind of childish, and immature in a way. I feel like we're all fucking grown. And like, we have shit that we have to do. Like, we're busy. And we are still young, but we're at this point where like, we should be hustling. And if they have all day to just be texting, like, bro, that's also a resume. There's flag a problem. Of, like, yeah, yeah like, I
1: would not even what the date fuck you are at that point. Yeah, yeah for, for real. I'm
0: like, okay, what the fuck are you doing all day? Like, why yeah. are you so available? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Sense. So,
1: I mean, we're in uh, our mid 20s. Like, you should be, I guess, if you don't have your career, I guess, somewhat planning, you know, yeah. not being on your phone all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that that kind of relates to, one of my red flags um in the relationship i absolutely hate controlling or jealous behavior like you know narcissists um this is just a little bit i guess of a story time you know like i had dated someone who would control what i was doing kind of the same thing about the whole texting thing um what are you doing why haven't you replied me and it would be like a minute you know five minutes like literally every single moment of every single time kind of made me feel like I was jailed I guess um controlled what I wore like who I hung out with and overall isolate me from everyone Mm -hmm. and obviously that was like a big lesson that I had learned and I mean, that's, like,
0: another episode, right? (laughs) For real. Is this the person person you dated our first year? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, can I just say, like, I'm so fucking angry that that was the situation because, bro, first year, we were wilding, and I wanted Melissa to be wilding with us, but this bitch would not go out. This bitch would not (laughs) go out with us to parties. Like, bitch, we could have had the fucking littest first year of our lives together.
1: Right. No, seriously. Like. Oh my god. this is like creeper status, but basically this guy would literally drive an hour or two or somehow get a ride to where I was at, you know, and just randomly appear and I was like, what the fuck like I don't know if you guys can relate, I'm so sorry because <laughs> i'm so sorry it is not um good, but obviously, you know, I learned I grew from that and it kind of ties mm-hmm. into you know self-love and knowing your worth and yeah, you'll just know if they're the right person and the right person is not going to make you feel inferior. They're not going to make you feel, um, overall, um, how I was saying about the whole controlling and stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Like there's, there isn't going to be the level of mistrust that you had. Yeah. They're going to trust you more. Cause I think like the part of him not wanting you to go out with me was because we would always go partying and like I think there's this negative perception like if you go partying it's because you're doing things with other guys when like you could yeah. literally just be out partying with your girlfriends having the best time of your life exactly um, and I'm the most loyal
1: person ever Literally, and ask Jose like I have never ever done anything to make you feel like I wasn't telling you the truth and so obviously that's like a them issue I think that was all for me
0: I think the last one that I want to bring up is like, how are they financially? That's also a red flag for me because I think I'm at the point in my life where I'm not dating because I want to like, for sure, marry this person, but like, I'm about to be 25. Like, obviously I'm thinking long-term at this point. And so I think about things like, how are they spending their money? How are they, um, managing it are they being responsible like I was talking to this guy we would have like pretty serious conversations like there was potential with this person um but then he would tell me things like he bought two cars from the dealer within like one year and I'm like bro that's oh, like over is and... this kind <laughs> of like a drug I'm fucking like, dead. no dude it was this like
1: it was the military guy hello oh. <laughs>
0: Honestly,
1: not, not gonna, I'm not even surprised
0: <laughs> <laughs> because they're not paying they're not paying rent, they're not doing any of that, you know. So they have hella money saved up. And yeah. so he like kind of went crazy, which like I get that you're excited because you he like also grew up not you're having poor. much. Yeah, mm-hmm. poor.
1: <laughs> no, I of, can like, relate,
0: yeah. Yeah, where you go crazy, and I'm like, okay, one car is fine if this is the car that you're gonna keep for like years and years and years and it's like straight out the dealer like cool that's good but he was like trying to do this and trying to do that and spending crazy and it was something that I'm like that's a red flag because we're both at an age where we need to start like saving to think about having a house house buying a house maybe you know retirement literally retirement like kind of down the line but also like kids in general like you need to have some safety net if you have kids like what if that were to just happen next year out of an accident or something and so being financially responsible is something that's also really important to me and if you're spending your money like a lo loco my mom would say then that's something that i would have to really consider or even just having a conversation with this person like how are if we were to be in a relationship how are we going to navigate this
1: oh yeah i agree Obviously, like when you're in your teens dating, you don't think about that kind of stuff because it doesn't relate to you. But obviously now we're in our mid-20s. I'm already 25 and I'm like,
0: oh my gosh, I'm entering the realm of 30s. Lol. we have, we're so far away, first of all, from 30. You know, I'm actually really excited for when we turn 30. I know, Me too. I want to throw a (laughs) party. Yeah, we should throw a party because I feel like even now we're just so mature for our age and like we are so confident in who we are as people and I'm like bro, if this is us at 24 25 like imagine, imagine us at 30
1: oh my gosh yeah,
0: seriously, the wisdom that we're gonna Damn, have serious. the power the, the success that, the yep. success like we are gonna be like unstoppable seriously. and so I'm excited for 30 and then we have a whole other Hopefully, a whole other thirty years more on top of that. You know, at least thirty years. Yeah, hopefully, yes. <laughs> we're hopefully, the- we're gonna be in a little nursing home together. Stop <laughs> goals <seven. laughs> too but if it's like me, you, and Jose chilling at the nursing home, like I'd be okay with that. Oh I can
1: seriously picture all of us like like just we'd old be and hella
0: literally like, making friends at the I, nursing I feel, home. Literally, I feel like both of
1: us are still going to be like crazy, and Jose's going to be looking at us like, "What the fuck?" With his and fucking then... memes and shit. <laughs> no, serious. And then all the other old people we're, were gonna make basically we're gonna make that nursing home like our house i was gonna say
0: trap house that's exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> it's gonna be our fucking frat house up in there oh my gosh! <laughs> but yeah so those are just like some of the red flags that we would either look for or have seen in the past in terms of romantic relationships but now let's move on to friendships so okay. what are some red flags that you see within the friends that you have had or do have and surround yourself with and how have you overcome that
1: if you have so I I think your number one friendship like you can tell if they are actually a friend or just kind of like a acquaintance or a whatever friend but overall if you're feeling drained after talking to them or hanging out with them it's just not a good pair like of course, um, with me and Bella, it's just kind of like natural. I can be myself around her. I don't feel like I'm weird sort of thing. Like we just have good vibes and good energy overall. And if I'm, if I don't really feel like that with you, I feel like the the relationship, I guess the spark, I mean, the friendship is just not
0: there. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that one. Would that necessarily be a red flag though, or just like a sign that the friendship is not there?
1: I feel like for me it's kind of a I mean kind of both okay because I want to say it's not I mean obviously that that doesn't sound like a red flag like in general because everyone has like their friends like you may ne- you may get along with someone but I may not necessarily get along with them mm-hmm. you know and so because that's my I guess quote unquote warning danger um Mm. like i would just
0: stay away from that person Mm. you know make yeah that makes sense kind of like you're not getting the positive vibes that you should from a friend
1: yeah yeah exactly which is i mean it makes (coughs) sense like you have your friends and i have mine but i mean other than that i don't want to be someone's friend if you're friends with them just because we're friends Mm.
0: okay Yeah, yeah yeah like there is no real connection there it's mostly just like knowing one another in general
1: yeah and I feel like that can also be a little like not fake but like unnatural and kind of feel forced like a forced relationship Mm, okay I get it now no for sure
0: because I feel like I have friends and the only reason I was asking was because I have friends where I'll spend time with them and after an hour I'll be like oh my social battery ran out (laughs) you know and I'll like want to leave And so like, I kind of understand that feeling, but for me, that wouldn't necessarily be a a red flag, but I totally get what you're saying. I was going to say like, I don't even really remember red flags from other people in terms of friendships, just because I really, my friend group is so small. Like, okay. So I feel like I need to define friends for me. I say friends when I'm referring to acquaintances and I say friends when I'm referring to my close friends. I kind of just like lump everything together. Um, but my real close friends who the the people that I talk to like either on a daily or most consistently, um, I don't have any red flags. Like I don't see any red flags in them. I think it's because we've known each other for first of all, super long. We've like vibed with one another or if we did have issues we kind of got over it at the beginning and then like we're good now because like kind of like with Melissa like we had red flags in the past but I wouldn't say that there's still any red flags right now um mm-hmm. and so same with like my friend Raina when me and Raina met like we did not vibe at all but once we got past that like me and her were like chilling I love oh, her means- so much yeah, homies for life, same with Victor, same with Myra. Um and like with my cousins who I also consider my closest friends, same thing with them as well. Um so I I feel like at this point I don't see any red flags in my friendships because we've really just like grown past it and we've also grown at the same time because I think that's also crucial when you're both growing at the same rate and at the same time because that's when you lose people when you're not. Yeah. And like the people that we probably did have red flags like we're no longer friends it's at not, this point. Yeah, it's not even there anymore. Right. And like, I'm not even heard about it because I know that it needed to end for us, for both of us to continue growing in different ways. And I'm grateful that we both get to grow. Um, but something that Melissa put that also I have seen from the past, not anymore, but from the past would be friends that see you as competition
1: i oh had a one gosh, friend yes. oh
0: feels like you got some strong-ass feelings for that. <laughs> i got a story for this
1: okay <laughs> tell us a story but um oh no that's another episode
0: oh so <laughs> <laughs> we-
1: i <laughs> got a list saying-
0: we can say that's for a, no- a whole nother episode. Watches never come up with these episodes. No. No, <laughs> don't do this. No, okay. We're not manifesting that. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Rewind. Take that back together. Manifesting back.
1: positivity and more Period. episodes. More Success.
0: episodes with cheese me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: but essentially, like a couple years ago, I had a friend that did See me as competition and Because she started seeing seeing me as competition, I started seeing her as competition. And I feel like when negative energy is brought to me, I kind of get like really caught up in it, which could also Mm -hmm. be another red flag of mine. I get caught up with it and like I start to develop negative feelings for them. And so ultimately that friendship ended because it wasn't healthy, but that's one that definitely is a red flag i guess where now if i see a friend or a person having negative feelings towards my success i'm like oh uh, i need to step away from them because i don't know if moving forward they're going to continue having positive intentions for my life or being happy for me for the things that i get to accomplish
1: yeah exactly it's kind of relating i mean i believe in this strongly like the evil eye so to say um the good energy you want to surround yourself with people who want to see you succeed, um, you, who want to see you, um, accomplish your dreams. Um, and so friends who see you as a competition, you can, I feel like it's, you can kind of tell. I mean, I, I think in the beginning when I was like naive, I was like 15, 16, I, I was, I didn't know how to, um, like differentiate those friends, but now my mid 20s, I can definitely notice or at least see when someone is just not like they're not you're not their cup of tea you know and i think a way you can see if they are, if they think that you are the competition is if you tell them when how you if you accomplish something like you told them good news something that completely brought you happiness um satisfaction success and see how they react because if you're not getting you know, a good reaction from them, Um, whether the accomplishment was, like, big or small, you know, like, that's just not a person that I want to have in my life.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, like, also, it's important that we reflect on whether we're that person or not, because sometimes I feel like we don't reflect on our own actions. And, like, there's been times where I do catch myself being a celosa, and I'm like, bro, why am I being like that? Like, that's somebody I love. Why am I?
1: Kind of like a slap on the head.
0: Yeah. Like, also catch yourself and call yourself out because we are also human and these are human emotions. And like, it's okay to, right. It's okay to be jealous because maybe you're at a point in your life where you don't feel as successful, but also call yourself out on it and love yourself and be patient with yourself, but make sure that you're controlling that behavior or working on it because we need to spread love in this in this world and in this life and if we're doing that we need to make sure to correct ourselves especially because that's something big for that other person and they also deserve to be recognized by the people that they love
1: yeah exactly whether it's something as um accomplishment as oh hey if i text you like i showered today Knowing that I have been going through it, like I've been depressed yeah. or whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. of course, if I'm like telling you, um, I remember I think I had texted you that once and she sent me like all of these, like the that one emoji, the celebration emoji. Oh, you know? yeah. And
0: then that,
1: I was like, oh my gosh, like, obviously to me, that was an accomplishment. Whether mm-hmm. to her, like, oh my gosh, I just got my master's degree. Obviously, I'm here, like, over the moon for her you know and mm-hmm. I don't see her as competition more mm-hmm. as, um I admire her you know and you don't want yeah. people who are going
0: just I guess preying on your downfall yeah and I think that's definitely come with like the maturity because I feel like we're both very mature in realizing like our lives are so different and we're gonna be doing different things and accomplishing different things at different points in our lives like i think it's a huge accomplishment that she's a mom of two and i can be happy for her even though i don't have kids at this moment and like it just comes with time and learning like we're all on different paths in our lives and and that's beautiful in itself and like the different things that come within that path should be celebrated for one another
1: yeah exactly like we all have our different timelines mm-hmm. like when you like whether you graduate from college or not, and whether, how me, I'm like separating from the military soon. You know, hey. like we all have different <laughs> things that like make us who we are, and yeah. that's not something that um you should see as like oh, I mean that's not something that should make you upset overall. I mean, uh, in the beginning, I can say that oh I was sad that I didn't graduate with you know Baya, but. I, that's not to say that I'm not, I don't have that in my timeline for another future, yeah. a near future, you know? Yeah. Okay, so I, I think my last one for friendships would be if um, that person, quote-unquote friend, will only message you or call you when, like, they need something from you. And so it kind of ties with, like, your your red flag that you were saying about the first thing um, in the relationship, Kind of like if you're um if if I get a text from someone and it's like, oh, can I not this is just an example, like can I borrow money or um can I just a bunch of like can I like asking for favors, but like if you're if you're not if I'm not reciprocating that same energy with you, um, and you don't help me at all, sort of say, like I feel like that's a red flag for friendships. Um because I don't want to be talking to someone when they only need something from me, you know, because mm-hmm. that drains mm-hmm. my battery I have like, of course, I have like a, another a million things I could be doing right now. And um, I don't want that to be taking time away from like my kids, per se.
0: Yeah, because it's like we already have busy ass lives and that person is adding something else to your to do list. And we're already exhausted, like we deserve time for ourselves. And if this person is continuously adding things to our to-do list, whether that's like physically a to-do list or mental to-do list, like it's exhausting and it's not a relationship because it's not equal on both sides.
1: It's just someone basically using you. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you don't want that. I feel like you have, everyone's going through different things and you don't need added stress
0: yeah for sure but damn hello red flags from people today (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if y'all could relate if you could comment on some of our posts letting us know what you thought about this episode melissa also added our new email on Mm -hmm. our instagram you want to tell everybody what the new email is (laughs) (laughs) not me forgetting the email i had a brain fart um
1: real. no but feel free to email us dm us on instagram we're on brown girls at gmail.com um any i want to say i want you guys to think of us like an older sister or you know a friend someone you need to talk to or anything um i feel like you can use this i guess to kind of vent i mean if you're you can relate that's awesome
0: Oh, that's so cute. I didn't even think of it like that. But I, I love that. Like, I really do want you guys to think of us as like your older sisters. Like we have so much knowledge and wisdom that we want to offer. And I know that we can grow and learn from y'all too. Um, yeah, because we're a community, you know, we want to be a part of a larger community of Latinx folks of people of color that stay connected and communicate these things and talk through these things that usually we don't get to talk to with our families our parents our tias and tios you know yeah
1: I can totally relate I
0: always wish that I had
1: an older sibling you know I mean yeah. I'm the oldest sibling so I feel like people come to me for their problems. <laughs> but I mean you being a single
0: single <laughs> and only child i mean i I am single and i i'm an only (laughs) child (laughs) but yeah (laughs) i didn't really have like that mentorship from another brown woman in my life and i feel like i've always sought that out and i i see melissa as like my big sister like i see you as a sister in general like i yeah i'd be asking you the fucking weirdest questions and like melissa will literally always be real with me and never make me feel like these weird questions that I'm asking her are inappropriate or wrong and and I feel like that's what a big sister feels like (laughs) not me having big sister issues (laughs) relatable but yeah dm us email us we got diego over here in the background like he he's going through something and needs some help so (laughs) oh you can hear him yeah so we're gonna end this here we love y'all we hope that you reach out leave us a review a rating you already know apple Podcasts. and we will catch you at the next podcast
1: bye everyone bye